0: Channeling a little Dr. Seuss. <laughs> oh my god, that's hard to say. <laughs> I'll take it. Hi, and welcome to Behind the Hype with your host is always Brian Dressel with me as always. Chiri Darso. Hello. And Jonathan Artisty. And we're back. <laughs> uh, I hope you, you didn't miss us too much in our extended their hiatus. Uh, turned out I, I really needed a break, and it was very nice taking a break. I'm not sure how the two of you felt, but I, I definitely needed it. So, yeah, so we, we did an entire year of uh, actors and production designers, and we did an editor. Uh, I'm not sure if we ever got around a cinematographer. I don't think we did. We did a lot of people, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but we mostly stayed uh, kind of in our comfort zone. Like, we did uh, films that we probably would have watched regardless of, you know, who we were covering. Uh, and I figured for this month, these are still films that I would watch, but the general audience uh, probably would not. And I figure let's hit the ground running in 2021, and let's just go for the craziest director that I love, and we're going with Sion Sono, and uh, he is a, he is a juggernaut of a filmmaker. And uh, how many of his films have you guys seen? Like how how familiar are you with them? I've only seen the one. You've only uh, seen the one that we covered on uh, After the Hype. Why don't you play in Hell? Yes, yes. Okay.
1: And it and it when we came to this director again, it took me a minute to realize that's the same guy. Just like it was like. Kind of had to click in place i was like oh that explains everything <laughs> but yeah i've only seen the one but i've heard his name for years uh i mean so i used think- to work at a theater that shall not be named anymore and that was kind of their fan he, they were they were fans
0: of him so gotcha. trailers for sion sona movies all the time and i know i've been i've been shouting about him for a while too because I, I even dove into his uh his one of his epic uh, four-hour movies from his Hate Trilogy. I watched Love Exposure, which we will watch one of his movies from his Hate Trilogy, not Love Exposure because it's fucking four and a half hours long. Right. Um, it's a, right, that's, it's a that's hell a of a movie. movie, though. It's fantastic, but my God, is it long. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as we move into this uh, this month, and I'm spending a little bit more time talking about him just because I, I feel like it might need to be mentioned, this is a, it's a very Japanese director making very Japanese films, and we are a bunch of Americans, and one British guy every now and then uh, who are not part of that culture. And we're going to do our best to decipher and kind of interpret what it means to us. But if we are wildly off the mark, uh, that's why uh, we are trying and we're you know, we're going in with an open mind. Um, but there are obviously some cultural things that we just might not pick up on. But uh, we're going to do our best. Mm hmm. Um, and I'm really excited to do it. So I apologize if like, we're like, oh, the movie we're covering today is all about this and we're just fucking wrong. Well, we, we tried. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. we can really do. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there's not a lot of explanation for these. Like, I even looked up a tag explained today. Like, I'm going to watch a YouTube video. Let's see what somebody else thinks. I could find one reviewer who went crazy for it. Another reviewer who really liked it but refused to spoil it. So her review was very hard to follow because this is a film uh that if you don't spoil you can't really talk about
2: yeah like so there's these girls and they run around a lot yeah
0: they, they just keep running everywhere like who would want to run all the time oh when it gets revealed it makes sense yep oh yeah. no i get that <laughs> the other thing i want to mention and there's a there's an article that i probably should share at some point on a website uh or at least you know in one of our episode notes that i think did a really good job breaking down some of siano uh weaknesses as far as he is a cis male who uh, spends a lot of time, uh, the majority of his films, telling films from a female pro, uh, female perspective and is very pro-feminist. That doesn't change the fact that he is still a cis male. And uh, some people take issue with that because he does have to show the seedier side of things. And a lot of his films have a very, very explicit sexual contact in it. And uh, there's an article out there that I shared with uh, Chewie and John that I think does a great job explaining, like, yeah, that's a problem. But you have to look at the stories he's telling and like realize that he is really pro women in these films, and mm-hmm. you get it when you watch them. But there is still that kind of a drawback, and uh, the movie today, Tag, really throws that in your face.
2: Well, I think this movie was all about he- throwing things in your face. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> but is that? A, do you think that's enough of a disclaimer where we can start diving into these films now? It's like okay, we're Americans. There's yeah, ton yeah. Of and, sexual... and we'll include it in the show notes for yeah, each of you. Yeah, there's a ton the... of sexual content in these things. Uh, they're, they're insane movies, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm excited to, to dive into it.
1: Yeah, and we'll put this in the show, that, that article in the show notes for each of the episodes this yeah. month. So that way it's always there to reference, and we're kind of basing that as like our little, our, our grounding yeah. for our journey into And, C- and C- it's on.
0: It's something like, I just, I think it's a good thing to think about when you're watching a director that you're not part of that culture. It's like, oh yeah, th- this might bump me, but Mm, I'm also very American, so <laughs> <laughs> our our stanzas are very different, and probably not for the better. Um, but yeah, let's jump into it. So today's movie, uh, we're going with tag. You know, Jeremy Renner, Ed Helms. No. <laughs> there's
2: less running in that movie than this one,
0: there's, I think. There's less running in most movies than this one.
2: Yeah.
0: Doctor Who has less running than this movie. <laughs> uh, so, Tag, uh, and here's our spoiler warner. From here on out, we're going to spoil the shit out of Tag.
2: Don't we, every every review, spoil the shit out of I mean, that's fair. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I just feel like we, we should definitely say it, because I I don't know how to talk about this movie while being cryptic. So, I'm just going to go for it from, from the get-go. Uh, tag, uh, I'll do a very quick breakdown of what this movie is. Uh, Tag is a film. Uh, it opens with a uh, a girl, uh, Mitsuko. I believe is her name in the beginning, but I, I could be wrong. I think she might have a different name in the very beginning. Um, but her name that she declares is her own is Mitsuko. And uh, she's on a bus with all of her friends. They're on their way to somewhere, and the bus in front of them gets fucking lopped in half. Uh, people and bus and everything goes exploding, and then whatever lopped that bus in half lops her bus in half. And fucking everyone on the bus dies this is the first three minutes of the movie just dead (laughs) yeah holy
2: fuck and it's like a a really happy scene yeah like they're all going on like a like a camping trip of some sort
0: it's so over the top like the teacher's talking to the bus driver what a lovely day today is it is a lovely day (laughs) it's like
2: yeah and Mitsuko is just writing poetry looking (laughs) (laughs) doe-eyed With the glistening sun, you know, doing that really pretty thing where it's capturing the dust in the air, but it looks like glitter around yeah. you. And dead! <laughs> <and> dead. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Blood everywhere. And a really strange street where one side has a lot of snow and the other one doesn't.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Well, yeah, and, and then, but, like, further on, like, after that, like, th- that's just the beginning. The, the bad wind... And the bus death is, like, just the first couple minutes, like yeah. you said. They're still, like... Yeah, it's not a long movie. There's a yeah. school shooting as the teachers, like,
0: shoot everyone. And this movie's <sighs> 85 minutes, and uh, it does not let up. And one of the reviews I watched today brought up a very good point, and then I'll get back into the breakdown of what happens. Uh... This feels like a movie where there's going to be something horrifically shocking in the beginning, and that's just to hook you, and then it's kind of tamed the rest of the way. Like that's kind of like what my Western thought process has kind of trained me. Like, oh, if it has that explosive of a beginning, the rest of the movie's gonna be kind of bland. Uh, it might not have that explosive of a moment throughout the rest of it, but it never lets off the gas. Yeah. Um. So after that, she uh she finds a clean a clean uniform she dresses up she just goes for a walk and she runs into all of her friends that were on the bus and then she's like wait what do i go to this school who are you what's going on and they're all like no you're mitsuko <laughs> like yeah we're going to school would you fucking chill already like you're fine so they de- they decide to go skip class you know because fuck today like she's having a bad day let's go hang out by the woods and they have to run the whole fucking way to the yeah. woods uh, so they run to the woods, and their friend Surreal or Sir uh, goes on a very long rant about how there's infinite possibilities, and there's essentially she explains the multiverse. Yeah. Um,
2: Life is surreal. Don't let it get you down. Yeah,
0: don't let don't let it bring you down. And it's just very on the nose. And then that scene's done, and they go back to school, and that's where John was right. Yep, the teachers just pull out some machine guns and fucking murder everyone, and it becomes very very apparent very quickly that her friends know what's going on one of them. I would say all of them. Cause they all immediately go to her and try to protect her. They're all willing to die for her. They stand <laughs> up and die for her. Like they, I think personally, I think they all know it's her, like you, but there's definitely one, uh, Aki is the one who definitely knows what's going on. Yeah. So either way, she saves her. She's running, running, running. She runs to a police officer and the police officer is like, what's up Kiko? And she's like, what? No, no, no. no what? She looks in a mirror, and she's a different person now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, she's late for her wedding, so she has to go running to her wedding. And then around the time of the wedding, if you haven't clued in yet, you're going to realize I haven't seen a single dude in this movie. Yeah. This wedding is jam-packed with people. No dudes. All women. All women. So she goes to get her hair done, and there's her friend from high school again. There's Aki again. And Aki's like, dude, chill. I know what's going on. You need to play along. And she's like, I can't fucking play along. What the hell is happening? She's like, just play along. You need to go get married. So she goes to get married. And then she finds out she's, uh, as she's walking up the aisle, uh, it changes from everybody going like, yay, you're getting married to fuck you. You're ugly. And they all just start ripping off their clothes and throwing shit at her. And then she gets to the altar and she's going to be married to a pig man
2: what looks like a slaughtered pig man yeah at the same time
0: and it's just gross and uh, mm-hmm. i even mentioned john today like this part like fucked with my head so bad <laughs> and then she stabs the pig man and then she and aki run away again and as she's running away she looks in a mirror and now she's a track star and she's with all of her friends yeah. again and it's like
2: and it's all very much about her finishing yeah. this race because
0: like, she'll stop and everyone's like no no, 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 no no you keep running no, no no you keep running they're like you need to get <laughs> off the road so she gets off the road and all of the crowd just follows her. So she's running through the thing, but the people are still lined up like she's running a big race and she's running down alleyways. They're like, you can do it! Oh. I was like,
2: what Running into a forest, yeah, she running, running into the- some ruins.
1: Also still being chased by the pig man. Who's also doing, like, the pig and, man, flips and, and, and the shit.
0: teachers are back. I forgot to mention the teachers are back. <laughs> We're just all just chasing her. She ends up in a cave with some other girl and a whole bunch of dead girls. We're all like, we have to die for you. And they eventually kill her, and Aki is standing there, and Aki tells her that she needs to remember her name as Mitsuko, so she remembers her name. She's like, cool, you remember your name, now you need to murder me. Here, I have these two strings in my arm, yank them. And she's like,
2: fuck that! She's
0: like, nah, yank them.
2: Tear me apart! So she yanks him, she
0: rips Aki in half vertically, and a magical door appears. And she goes through the door, and all of a sudden it's very clearly a different world instantly a different world it's this, all men
2: yeah it's all it, men doesn't say ma- the male world or something yeah it's a men's male world.
0: world men's world
2: and it's gross it's seedy it's orange people just look like they're waiting to go jerk off
0: which is, i, I think lying. is essentially what it is what what i took this was is this is the future world where men have essentially killed off women and the way they get their rocks off uh is these video games where they get to pretend that they are these women when uh, Mitsuko turns a corner, she sees an ad for a video game where it's her and the other two women that she embody throughout the thing, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, fuck, she's in a video game. And then she goes and finds the game master who tells her that all the girls in the game are real, and they're based off of real people's DNA, and that they're actually dying every time, and she needs to figure out a way to change her fate, and she does, because she does something that Surreal told her to do in the beginning of the movie, and she doesn't get raped by some guy who was just well, really excited to rape her.
2: Well, from what I understand, he's a clone of the old guy because he wants yeah, yeah. sex with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he doesn't want her to change her fate. No. She's remembering what her friends told her to do.
0: That's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. She um, has to do
2: something completely unexpected.
0: Yes, which she does. And then she's, uh, she's back in the game and she kills herself in every iteration of the game. What I take that is... Ending the video game, allowing the other girls to stop getting murdered, and uh, I take it as kind of a happy ending, I guess, for the people mm-hmm. in the game. It's a very bleak world, and it uh, it has a lot to say about, uh, I think, again, this is the American point of view, I think this has a lot to say about uh, women in Japanese culture. I think it has a lot more to say about that than it does about video games, although she does blatantly scream out, stop using us, because you stop, pl-
2: stop treating us like toys
0: yeah like if you ever played a japanese video game which i've played many of them the costumes of women are insane there's always upskirt shots which is plenty of these in the movie like they they really hit every trope throughout this thing and it's about using women as objects and not as people and this movie that started out as this crazy horror movie you know with like a bunch of like upskirt shots and look at how silly it is suddenly hits you in the face of like you should feel bad <laughs> fuck you it's like well, I didn't see that coming.
1: Yeah, no. Like, okay, and that's my cool, very long bad. breakdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. It, you almost have
1: to spend that time on a movie like this. Because um, with any other movies we've already done, it's like, okay, the plot's pretty basic, but so much of the theme is ro- rolled right up into everything that happens yeah. specifically. And you have to really pull it apart and examine it to really get to the meat of it.
0: And, and I, I, you're, yeah, that's you're spot on because it's one of those movies where I I have a feeling like a lot of people say that you rented. Why don't you play in hell? Like you're one of the people who are really caught on by that trailer, and you're like, fuck, man, this is cool. And then you got into Tokyo Tribe when that was really popular on uh on Hulu. It's like holy shit, it's a rap rock opera all in Japanese. This is fucking cool. And then you're like, all right, let, let me give another one of his movies a shot. And you turn this one on. If you don't sit through the whole movie. I feel like you, if you walk out any point before the turn, you're like, that movie was gross.
2: Mm. And you really don't have, you're just as lost as the main character. Yeah. Why is any of this happening?
1: Yeah, right. I, you really need to, and to be crude about it, you really need the punchline at the yeah. end to really force yourself to re-examine what you just saw. Because, yeah, <laughs> if you just, yeah, if you watch that first bus scene and then going to school, even before the gunshots, it's like, you don't know what's next. You have no, no idea, like, that this is going to be such a, a kind of a scathing indictment.
0: Yeah. It, it just, uh, I've seen on a lot of, like, a, a lot of reviews are like, hey, this is Grindhouse meets Art House. And I feel like if you don't give it that, that full watch, you'll only see Grindhouse, which isn't a problem. Like, I, I enjoy Grindhouse films, but this one, I, I, it's so much more than that because it it really has something to say. And yeah. I, I, and and, and I, that going to that article
1: that uh, we're going to link in the show notes and all that, that you mentioned, it did mention that he was very, like schlock is kind of the basis, like the, the that the wheelhouse that this filmmaker plays in. Yeah. And for me, I think, I think that works to the benefit. Like the schlockier it is almost, I don't know, really drives the point home to me. Like it makes me uncomfortable where it's supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Because it's so extreme and so out there. It's kind of forced, like it forces that forces a reaction out of me Uh, i think i was chatting with you about the school shooting thing which i didn't i've been a little bit i'm desensitized to violence video games and all that just that's not where my head like i'm not too bothered it's just the world we're in but with this movie the way that it was so played for humor and almost like dark comedy and extra schlock violence i was uncomfortable i wasn't expecting that reaction out of this movie to find that spot where it was uncomfortable for me
0: I mean, but it is very uncomfortable. And, like, you're right. It is played over the top. It's not... I wouldn't quite say for laughs, but I don't think you're wrong either. Uh, But that scene, like, especially because it comes out of fucking nowhere. And, like, we've already seen all these girls die. grisly death. Five minutes before this. Ten minutes before this. And now to see it all over again, but now they're getting gunned down. And, like, it's just like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Well, I
2: I think that... I think it's... One is supposed to be like a metaphor for certain different genres, right? Sure. Of, yeah. of cinema, possibly. Mm-hmm. And it has a similar feel to it as, uh, crap, Hunger Games ripoff. Battle Royale. Battle Royale, where it's all about, like, angst towards teenagers from oh, the older. Be-
0: before the internet burns us down, we're saying Hunger Games ripped off Battle Royale. Yes. Not that Battle Royale is a Hunger Games yeah, ripoff. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Right. Uh, I, I slowly but, put my pitchfork away. <laughs> yeah.
2: I couldn't remember the name of Battle Royale. No,
0: that's fine. <laughs> I just I realized the way that we that you asked that question, and I know what you're asking. I'm like, wait, if we don't explain, people blah, are blah, like, blah. what the hell?
2: <laughs> like I look, look at comments anyways. Fair. Uh, but kind of like how that seems, that subset of films always seems to examine the older generation's angst towards teenagers about how they're ungrateful how they don't listen how they they think all of their emotions are the most important thing in the world when they're not yeah so like especially since the shootings comes after one the teachers kind of put her down for you know having a bad day mm-hmm. like like why is your life so hard type thing and then they skip class and the teacher is obviously annoyed that they're skipping class. Like they I think she says
0: that. you can't skip class when she's shooting them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh so it's very, like, <laughs> heavy-handed, uh, like, shock value on the angst of the older generation being mad at the young generation.
0: Yeah, no, that that's very true. I didn't even think about the, that Boreal comparison. You're, yeah. you're spot on.
2: And then with the... The running one, the only comparison I can think of for that is in Japanese culture about you must always succeed. You must always continue. You must be number one. You need to... All the pressure we always hear uh, about their culture in that regard. And the whole time she's running they're always like yeah yeah go do it do it you've been so good since you were younger you're always smoking us you're always doing so much better you are number one and
0: we even get a flashback like, yeah out of and nowhere it, of it yeah and it's
2: just like do you just gotta keep running just keep running and she, I mean she does it she does but she's not really it's not that she wants to do it necessarily she has people chasing her that are literally knocking down all the other girls behind her like it's a whole like hierarchy the idea of climbing that bridge of success about yep. knocking people down and she has these murderers chasing her. I
0: mean, the pig man, like, jump kicks, like, four girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's the... Which I felt really bad about laughing at, but it was kind of funny. Like, the way he, like, spin kicks like one girl in the hip, I'm like, what the hell is the pig man doing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's also... I mean, that's part of it, too, right? You're, you're supposed to laugh at that and then suddenly be like, oh, my God, why am I laughing at this? This is exactly. horrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is horrible.
2: The first part of the film with the bus deaths and stuff i honestly don't know what subset of culture that would be reflecting from
0: i don't know either so it's either something that goes over our heads or it's just quite literally this is sion going hey i got your attention
2: yeah yeah hey, hey, or hey, i mean
0: or maybe it's him going hey m night Shyamalan, this <laughs> is how you make the wind scary yeah. fucker right right <laughs> i did
2: i did think about it would be amusing to have Marky mark on the side of the road when she runs by going what like, it's the trees. It's
0: the trees. What? <laughs> no. Oh!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's funny
1: that you mentioned uh, Battle Royale earlier. Um, because that also starts the movie starts on a bus. So oh, there's there's a very interesting connection that I that when you mentioned it kind of came into my mind.
0: It's like oh, shit. the inside happens on a bus. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's your motif of like, hey, we put a bunch of kids in the bus, we're gonna murder all these fucking kids. Yeah. I'm gonna be wary of any movie from Japan that starts with kids on a bus. <laughs> I mean, well, right, because so buses are supposed very... to
1: feel safe, right? Like there's like even though the movie yeah. plays up in the beginning, buses are generally safe. I mean, you don't have to wear seatbelts, everyone's like kids are just being goofy on a bus. It's just that's a safe place, right?
0: So Especially I wonder if in school like there too. Yeah, in school when you're on a bus, it's usually unless you're going to school, but if like you're in school and you're on a bus, it's usually for a good thing. Like, oh I'm going mm-hmm. on a field trip, oh, we get to go exciting. to a museum it's gonna be a fun day such a beautiful day
2: what's that wind (laughs) oh man it's gonna upskirt you
0: it does a few times doesn't it yeah Yeah.
2: every time we rewatch this now and we get to the skirt like upping thing and you think about it's some dude controlling the wind in a video game and he's purposely bringing their skirts up it just reminds me that video i watched once of a guy testing out vr and the way he was testing out VR was essentially committing sexual assault on a girl in a bikini.
0: Uh, I know exactly what video you're talking about and what video game you're talking about, and that makes me sad. It's
2: so gross. (laughs) Like, why did you make this?
0: Why why did uh, Team Ninja and Tecmo make a game where you can poke the girls from Dead of Alive when they're standing there in their bikini? I don't know why they made that game. It's fucked up.
2: Yeah, and I imagine there's definitely commentary on that type of culture in this movie.
0: Now, here... I'm totally changing gears here, but uh, I feel like I should ask. So the the guy at the end of the game, like when she's freaking out and she's looking at the uh, the end of the movie, uh, when she's looking at the, the billboard and she's like, oh, fuck, I'm a video game. And that guy kind of leans out. Is that the player who was playing as Aki?
2: No, because he comes back later as the guy that's trying to rape her. But, yeah, I still, it's, so, it's but the, the guy game who's Master. trying to
0: rape her was in love with her. Like, because Aki is all over her in the beginning, and then he had very similar mannerisms, like, when uh, when she's like, oh, see? <laughs> and it's like, is that supposed to be the same person?
1: I, well, I mean, I you know. could also, you could say that maybe it is the same person, because he's playing them all, right? He's Oh, yeah. Or, like, he's in control of the game, so naturally, he would be in all those characters, right? In some way, shape, or form. Like, the rules don't matter in the video game, but, like, that helps us kind of explore this. Like, sure, she recognizes him. Because
0: she's experienced him in this game, yeah. And especially like if he put like all of, like the the love from one character in Aki in that one thing, like I, I think it, I could be wrong, but I think that was supposed to be the comparison because there there's a thing that Aki does like physically with her shoulders and a smile, and he does the exact same thing at the end of the movie, and that's where that scene ends, and then it's her with the old guy.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure because then to me it just gets really messy. Because Aki and all the people in the game want her to succeed and change her fate. But then at the end, when she actually changes her fate, the two guys are very upset about it.
0: But just to counter, Aki is also very aware that she needs to play her role. Like in every scene, she's like, just play along, just play along. So I think she's both being controlled by that guy and is aware that she's being controlled by that guy. Because I think all the, like I think that one well, that thi-
2: takes her away from being a hero to being a something else.
0: And she's a hero being used. So when she can be herself, she can help. But when she's not, she can't. But she never really, we don't really see that moment. Yeah. I think there's something there. I can't be 100%. I've only seen the movie twice, but I I do think there's... I'd have to rewatch it again, but I think there is something there with that that guy at the end of the film.
2: For me, this is just one of those you-got-to-go-with-it movies. Oh, totally. The whole, like, we got your DNA when you died in a horrible accident, and we also took all your friends' DNA, and then we made this video game. I'm like, wait, what? How? How does any of this work? Do you just have piles of clones laying somewhere?
0: But there's also like the You're right, you just kinda have to go with it. I mean, ignore
2: all the like the idea of like technical stuff.
0: And like the fact they have an entire conversation with Sir or Surreal or whatever we're calling her, uh, where she just kind of sits there, she's like, "Eh, don't get lost in the details. Life is surreal. Anything can happen. She (laughs) kinda she's like she's kind of telling the audience, like, hey, don't don't think too much about this. We're 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 gonna lay some heavy messages on you. Think about the message
1: not About how we got there, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> meanwhile, like, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan's in a corner screaming, being
0: like, I just the details. This movie would be better if you couldn't understand half the words they say, <laughs> right? <laughs> the <details. laughs>
2: but we like you, Chris. I'm sorry,
1: yeah. No, no, <laughs> I it, it, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I'm always back and forth on that in terms of the plot and um, specifics not mattering according to theme if it's played well. And I think for Cian Sono, for me. I don't. I don't care about those details. Like getting the DNA from the past. Like those are so unimportant to what the you know the discomfort I'm supposed to be feeling here. The kind of the reflection that this movie's forcing me to make. All these ideas that it's just throwing at me. Those ideas seem more important, and that's yeah. very interesting
0: because I don't normally allow that for movies. I think it just speaks to the the quality of filmmaking. Like I, I it's one of those things where. Um, I'll go back to the same quote I've said many times in the show with Spielberg uh, when he's told, well, we can't do that shot again when he was making Jaws because the clouds have moved. And he goes, if people are looking at the clouds, we lost them. Mm-hmm. And Cianzano is very good at knowing what the clouds are. And he can ignore them because he knows how to keep, you know, like the shiny things over here. Keep looking at this. He's like, yeah, but how would you make DNA into a video game? Uh, what does that have to do with us saying we should stop using women as objects? Oh, that's a good point. I guess I should stop asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's just like it's just very excellent filmmaking skills that gets us to not care about those questions.
2: And uh, to go into more of the symbolism of the movie, I'm not really positive on what the feathers symbolize because the falling of feathers is oh, prolific throughout the film. I got
0: you there. Yeah. Because they, 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 they tell you. Oh. <laughs> it's, you have no control over where feathers fall.
2: Is that in the movie or? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember.
0: Yeah, Sarah and, and their landing is predetermined. She throws it right. She's like the landing is predetermined, but you have no control where it's going, and that's part of her like, her multiverse. Explanation. Oh, I didn't understand yeah.
2: that was supposed to be about the feathers. Yeah. Okay. Because they constantly use the feathers.
0: Yeah, they're all over the place. But that is one of those like we. It's it's a Japanese film. We're going to watch it with subtitles on. So if you look away for a second, you might miss something, and that's going to be kind of an unfortunate theme of the month, I think. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we skipped over where they've been doing because I'm, I'm watching one of his TV shows and, whew, you have to pay attention.
2: Yeah. And then the whole <laughs> We'll get to part, it
0: next week. I won't be done before that. The then.
2: whole part at the end of the movie when she's attacking them, you know, in a very light way where she's not really hurting them. She's ripping apart a pillow and that seems to really hurt them emotionally. Uh... Um, It goes from white feathers to red feathers and, you know, with a woman that is very symbolic of, oh, she's maturing. She's Mm -hmm. getting out of this. She's taking control of her own fate. She's a woman now. (laughs) It also could
0: just be like, because we see the moment earlier where she has like a prick on her finger and that feather lands and it turns red. Yeah. So it could just be like, oh, she just murdered the fuck out of that guy because she hit him with a pillow a whole bunch of of times and they are white, white, red, red, red. Oh, that guy's just real fucking dead now. (laughs) It very well could be that. Yeah. But it also could be Blood meaning maturity thing, and I'm just I find it strange that, like, oh, well, wow. so everyone does that.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah I mean, it, I mean, men are still trying to figure out how to use women's voices, uh, and men, men love menstrual cycles when it comes to high art. I Apparently. mean, it's just, I mean, you could do, I don't know if anyone's ever done it, you well, could do one of those YouTube, uh, mashed together edits of just all the time you their men have shot blood going down women's thighs. I'm like, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've seen that.
0: It's kind of a trope at this point.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh God, we get it. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think the movie is also because it's been so good about making us think about everything else. It's inviting this comparison. um, This to to ask this question of like the filmmakers, like a lot of men do have a fascination with blood and women and what all that means and the trope of it. But Mm -hmm. But that that's where this movie's leading us to, right? Like, okay, well he's also a male filmmaker, you know, and <laughs> you're putting we're putting that context in our head. It's like, yeah, no, it kind of addressing it while using it.
0: Yeah. And, and just touching on it for a second with like the filmmaker, male filmmaker of it all. It, it does kind of it leads into a point that like we've gotten we're not good at it. We're getting better about it here in in the west of like oh, so that's a a story about a young woman growing up. Maybe a a woman should tell that story. It's kind of a woman's story. She probably has more to grow on off of that. And I think it's really interesting here, the flip side, because you can make that argument for a lot of his films, and this one included, because it is all from a woman's point of view it's all woman uh woman focus it's very anti-patriarchy you know it's a pro-feminist film but at the same time i think the large commentary of it is that men need to stop using women as objects and a man making that film using the women as objects i think speaks volumes of like no this guy's pretty self-aware of what he's saying and why it's bad yeah and it's it's really it's a really impressive film because of that, especially because, like I said earlier, if you've only watched the first five minutes and went, not for me, it's like you had no idea what you were watching.
2: Yeah, yeah. you had a very specific set of expectations of that movie that were not going to be met.
0: No, like well, I said, sent- go ahead, John. I was gonna say I might
1: try, try to, as the kids say, do galaxy brain on it. But if you know, since he's the one who made this, maybe there's an element of calling out to you know, if a woman had made this movie tag, would we have accepted the message of it um, necessarily as Western, maybe male cis film goers? Like, would we have accepted that message from a woman doing it versus a male doing it? And that's also maybe an indictment too. Like, he's aware of it, so he's gonna use it to call attention to it. Maybe that's putting too much of a spin on it. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I'm, wait, I'm still trying to fathom what, what you're asking.
1: Well, if are, are you saying like that it, you
2: wouldn't like that, that you question whether or not male audiences in the West would honor well, the agency of the message if it was a female director?
1: Well, maybe, maybe that's what it, it's saying. Because we mentioned earlier that he's a male making a movie from a woman's perspective. So why couldn't a woman have made it? And maybe he's speaking to the fact that would the message be acknowledged or listened to? That that adage of when a, that sucks of when a man says it. Even though the woman says it, we'll hear the man instead. Like maybe he's speaking oh. to that. That's just some extra projection on there.
2: Were that you, maybe are, this is saying, is saying that a lot of men wouldn't listen to the message unless a man was giving it. Yeah. It's important, but it, as a woman, it's also exacerbatingly annoying that it still takes a man to tell another man what to do with a woman.
0: That's very fair. That's very fair. Hello, yeah.
2: can you just listen to me? <laughs>
0: Well, well, what did he say?
2: Oh, like, it's seriously. Can you just listen on to, to Chewie? On one of the women uh, Facebook groups I'm on, mm-hmm. a woman actually got on to the group and said, "Okay, my husband sucks and keeps buying all this shit, and I can't divorce him because if I divorce him, I'll go bankrupt. But he won't listen to me. Does anyone have a male recommendation?" For our financial advisor so i can actually get him to listen to me this was a question on a woman's forum and i was just so mad that that woman has put it in that position
0: that sucks yeah yeah <laughs> you should tell her to watch tag <laughs> i don't think it has anything to do with her situation but you know it'd be a good distraction for 90 minutes yeah
2: i'm like my god i'm like <laughs> just the amount of frustration that she must feel like I I can't you won't listen to anything I'm saying and I can't leave you, I just need to find a different man for you to talk to.
0: God that sucks. <laughs> all right, so we we've kind of hit everything on this uh, in this movie so far. Uh, we've talked about everything in it. We've uh, we haven't really talked about the performances in it. I, I, I don't know what else I can really say about the performances. They're all great. Like each one of the iterations of Mitsuko it really nails her part. Yeah. But they're all in the movie so short and most of the movie is just running. It's also kind of hard to comment on their performances. They're great when they need to be. But the rest of the time, it's a video game. And you don't walk in video games. You run in video games. So they're running <laughs> everywhere. <impatient>, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And you can't really
1: comment on form because in video games, no one has good running form in video games at all. Yeah. And, you know, I've only taken maybe track in high school. So I'm only speaking from limited experience. You know, maybe not the best form. But what I mean—that's that's that's, a, that's the only critique out of their I
2: performance I can think of. Commentary on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're a bunch of heel strikers, but you know, so am I. So no, no judging. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the emotions worked. Like the
1: characters when they were playing high emotion, it didn't feel false. It worked really well and really worked with the kind of the exaggerated nature of everything else. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, I. Uh, uh, uh. I, th- I think I'm I th- I think I'm done. I don't think I can say anything else. <laughs> um Now for this month uh because it is all uh we're going to be watching nothing but subtitled films. Uh for those of you who don't know, subtitles aren't always uh, 100% accurate. Uh they, they can uh they can summarize a little bit. They can uh misinterpret. Uh <laughs> apparently in Batman Ninja, they can just give you an entirely different fucking movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> so uh we're going to kind of skip quotes this month because I, I don't want to misquote the writer and uh, cause I, I think that'd be kind of shitty. Um, so we're gonna go with favorite moments unless there's like some sort of quote that just really struck you for whatever reason, then, then I'll let it go. But I, uh, I'm probably not going for quotes at all this month and I'll, I'm going to stick with favorite moments. Um, and, and I'll get the, the party started cause mine, mine's right in the beginning. It's the opening of the film. Cause it's one of the strongest openings. I, I can state to almost any film I've ever seen. Like there's very few films that go, Oh, you're paying attention now. Like this one does. <laughs> right. And even if you're aware
1: of this idea that, oh, this sounds very peaceful in the beginning. Maybe it's going to go bad. Even if you're aware of it, the scene still is like, you're not ready for how bad this is going to go.
0: Yeah. The the Western trailer, that's the whole trailer. It's just the opening scene all the way through the bus. And then it's like, all the way, it gets cut in half. And they're like, tag. Tag. What the fuck
2: is tag? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, oh, God. My favorite moment is after... The so one girl's attacked by the alligator, and you cut to them all sitting by the lake, and the girl goes, Why me? <laughs> <laughs> well, anything could happen at any moment. <laughs> she's like, She had clearly just been very detailedly describing her friend being eaten alive through her crotch oh, yeah. by an alligator. That
0: alligator had nowhere else to eat but crotch, and he yeah. went to town. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> A grumpy fucking alligator. (laughs) Oof.
2: Which I would mention, alligator vaginas uh, uh, visuals or whatnot in Japanese movies. That's not the first time I've seen that. That's weird. Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, For me, the scene that ends up being a standout to me um, is the wedding scene with the pig man. In terms of just, in terms of its, its. it reminded me of um, the movie Seconds, and there was a couple moments in Seconds where it was like the camera was getting weird, and everything was just getting so heightened. Um, the great, the, the winemaking scene—I'm thinking of specifically—but here, oh god, that's it's just you. the pig, yeah, like the pig head scene, I've the only coffin. Seen the wine
0: scene. Now, I know yeah. exactly what movie John's talking about. As soon as he said Sorry. the wine scene, I am like, "Oh fuck, that movie!" <laughs> 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 right,
1: <laughs> it's like similar levels of just experiencing a scene they felt very they had the same energy if you will and it just i don't know there was something so heightened and grotesque about that wedding scene that just really stood out to me and i think about that still you know day or so after and i'll be continuing to think of that scene in specifically like even though the bus scene in the beginning is great and startling and that'll be you know maybe second place but not by much for me
2: i mean there's so much symbolism in that moment with like him being in a coffin at the head of the wedding, I mean, like symbolizing she's going to her death Uh, and him having a pig head about, you know, being men, being lecherous pigs. And there's so many layers with it.
1: Yeah. It's just so much
0: leading up to that scene is just so potent. And yeah.
2: Oh, and, and female jealousy.
0: Yeah. I really feel like if I was a film school teacher, I'd be like, all right, so we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about, you know layers of a scene all right we're gonna put on tag all right we're gonna talk about like how to shoot this sort of scene we're gonna put on tag all right we're gonna, uh, i'm gonna put on tag <laughs> it's like look we can talk about everything with this
1: <laughs> yeah my school education uh for film school would have gone a lot differently had i seen this
0: i feel like yeah oh boy all right who's ready to uh watch a double feature of tag <laughs> There's a very obvious answer, because Chui already mentioned it, and I, I want to avoid that one, oh. but I still kind of feel like I should go for it. It's
2: <laughs> the trees. I was not going to
0: go with The Happening. <laughs>
2: oh, that's the one I mentioned. You also mentioned Battle Royale, but I'm like, oh, not The Happening.
0: Hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: uh. I'll go for the obvious, the easy one, uh, then uh, Battle Royale. And just, since you guys mentioned it, it's been in my brain. This whole time we've been recording. Just the bus, the the children, and the way they're portrayed and the way they're used. And it's a game. And just all those elements. I don't know. That's been all I can think about since we've been talking. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so this movie and Battle Royale. And I think, uh, I think I might do Battle Royale second.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, do you have yours? I do. Uh, mine's, uh, I feel like it's a little bit of a cheat, but I'm going to do it anyways. And it's going to be more like a welcome to On Sano month. And uh, I'm going to say, <laughs> why don't you play in hell? I, I, it's one of his most palatable movies, but it's still very much him. So it still will bump you at times. Um, it'll push you a little bit, which is great. Uh, and I would start with that. And then I'd start, then I go to tag. And it's like, okay, so this is like, all right, I know who I'm sitting down for now. I wonder what else he can do. This is what else he can do. (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm done. All right. Uh, My double feature would be Sucker Punch from Zack Snyder. Oh, wow. There you go. Another movie made from a man who I do consider a feminist, who a lot of other people like to put down and say that he's not, and he doesn't understand how to depict women. I'm like, whether or not he started being a good uh, author for female experiences, I think he is often tried very hard and keeps maturing in that way because he very much respects women. And Sucker Punch is definitely an exercise in trying to have a heavily female centered cast in a kind of like a video game thing where it's multi-layered, women trying to take control of their narrative while being used as objects, and trying to escape the prisons male men put them into.
0: Oh boy! So that's uh, that's our first week of Cian Sono month. I, John and I were talking a little bit earlier, and we've kind of mapped out the rest of the month already. I know I don't usually do that, but it, it kind of felt important. Um, I've said kind of earlier in the beginning of the episode that uh, this guy, um, we're not going chronological, and that's because this guy just kind of says "fuck off" to genre. It's a Sion genre, and uh, we need to kind of. I wanted to go for like each one of his like branching like way out their ideas. Uh, so we start with tag because that was a great way to just kind of go like this guy's fucking nuts um, And then we're gonna go with uh, next week. You'll be watching Tokyo tribe, which I mentioned earlier It's a rap opera sort of Insane movie. Uh, I haven't seen the entirety of it. I watched part of it at work a while back on Hulu um, What I saw I loved and I've heard great things. So I'm really excited to watch the rest of it uh, He has a trilogy of films which is known as the hate trilogy, which is uh, it it's guilty of romance cold fish and uh, love exposure. I've seen love exposure. I've never seen. Gu- uh, I've never seen cold fish. I own guilty of romance, so we're gonna watch that one. Um, <laughs> Isn't that another
2: four hour movie?
0: No, that one's only two and a half hours. And I haven't seen guilty of romance. I bought it on Blu-ray and then never fucking watched it. But uh, now I will. And uh, and then we had to finish up with a. It looks like one of his more tame films. And it looks like something that's just about story and about family. And it looks kind of depressing, but it also looks really good and that's gonna be uh oh, fuck what was the name of it uh yeah, land of hope land of hope land of hope mm-hmm. land of hope uh in the meantime for where have they been doing i'll be watching the entirety of tokyo vampire hotel i'm an episode and a half into it right now it's fucking insane and i will let you know how it is uh once i'm done with it i'll do a where have they been doing mm-hmm. um but otherwise yeah if you want to dive in anything see on sano this month man check out imdb this guy doesn't fucking quit he's got like 80 movies i could be exaggerating there but it's still just... way more than most <laughs> other directors let's move into plugs started uh this past monday binge buddies is back with the new season of alice in zombie land where we're going to be reviewing every single resident evil film uh <laughs> <laughs> it's going great <laughs> Everybody's loving the movies. Who really, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me
2: know who's not, and I will message them and be like, what is wrong with you?
0: So far, we, we all agree, the first one's not bad. Uh, and then the second one, we've already started disagreeing, uh, but you'll have to listen to that on this upcoming Monday's episode. And, uh, <laughs>
2: well, the second one,
0: I... is Yeah. <laughs> A lot of, lot of weird motion effects on zombies that yeah. does not age well no, at there's... all. Oh,
2: yeah, they, they, there are certain things they did in the early 2000s that
0: <laughs> like yeah. you can be
2: happy went away.
0: To put it mildly, we're going to have a ton of fun over at Binge Buddies this entire month. Like We are we all agree that like none of us think these movies are terrible. They're just dumb fun, and that's the mindset we're going in. And we have a special guest coming to us from the podcast, Super GG Radio, Joel DeWitt, and he's joining us all uh, for the entire run of this show. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so be sure nice. to check that out every Monday. Uh, John, you're still, uh, pumping
1: out the demon days. Yep. Uh, we're just wrapping up our bi-weekly kind of holiday break. And, uh, (laughs) once everyone kind of gets their schedules back in order, we're going to go back to weekly and, uh, yeah, we're having a great time.
2: That's good.
1: Uh, you got anything to plug?
2: Uh, uh, unemployment. Woo!
0: (laughs) Go get unemployed.
2: (laughs) Looming unemployment. When your show gets canceled and you're like, oh, all right. Oh, well. Yeah. So my show got canceled before christmas and we we're all like ah
0: merry christmas yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'll be unemployed in a few months
0: yeah. go work in the film industry kids the job security is great
2: yeah well you're used to it i mean you gotta get you better get used to it fast if you want to work in tv and film
0: yeah or just go get a job for the man like i did yeah you know <laughs> And with that, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm very excited to be back at this. It's going to be a lot of fun this month. Um, Our month calendar might be off by a week, so it might be a month and a week of next month for the rest of 2021, but I'm kind of okay with it. And, uh, yeah, tune in next week. Be sure to check out Tokyo Tribe. It's uh, it's a doozy. (laughs) Woo! All right. Bye! Bye! Bye!
2: dollars.